0: So I know I like to work out material on the show. It's like, oh, hey, former comedian still tries to seem engaging and entertaining by having a podcast. So, you know, I work out bits. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're not. And I am the comic relief of this show. Yes, the show is my namesake. Yes, there are two co-hosts who are both funny and engaging and clearly financially intelligent, if nothing else. But today we decided to add um a higher comedic element to the show here on the pizza planner show and that is welcoming stand-up comedian danny dunn uh is a special what uh, what are we gonna call him what are we gonna call
1: um the only thing that just came to my mind was the fact that now no one's gonna believe that the three of you aren't related and i don't know why that didn't dawn on me until just now
2: danny welcome to the show well two of us are related (laughs)
1: yeah Or all of
2: you. But we don't have to say which two of us are related. It is true. This is like a story problem all a sudden. Yes.
3: Oh, boy. Danny, he refuses to do a 23andMe test with me just to confirm that we aren't related. What do you think? Should he uh, submit
2: to a saliva test? I think there's a lot that Peter's hiding in his DNA, and I think we need to get to the bottom of it. So we need to collect (laughs) as much DNA as we can, (laughs) and we can send it off, and then we'll get some answers. I'm keeping my DNA to myself on this day's show. I think that's why he shaves his head. That's true. Have as little DNA as possible.
0: Um, that's a theory. So Danny uh, is my cousin. Our dads are brothers. His dad looks like a sort of the poor man's John McCain. That's a right. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like John McCain. Um, may he rest in peace. John McCain.
2: John McCain, of course. <laughs> Not your dad.
0: Um, and Damien Dunn. Uh, no relation. We just have a tremendous amount in common other than uh, lineage and Kristen Elenius who is regretting every moment of her life at this point in time. Uh, Kristen, have you planned a delightful show for us this week?
1: I don't know about delightful, but I have plans.
0: We see Big Rick Swink makes it into the show today. Hello, Big Rick Swink. Uh, Danny, there's a gentleman who is part of our community here. His name is Big Rick Swink. Uh, Sounds like the sort of guy you want to sit down at a bar, primarily decorated
2: with various types of wood and enjoy a beer with, right? Of course, yeah. Rick, how we doing? Yeah. This is, is this comments from, from fans who are listening to the live stream? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. He, he, he Danny was born, I believe in the nineties. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. I, in the nineties. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Are you and are probably similar?
0: Yeah. You guys are probably the same age. Yeah.
2: you Kristen. I, I'm a, should can I ask Kristen? Can I can ask, I probably shouldn't ask no. how old you are. No. Do you want to say what year you were born instead? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, the,
0: Dame, 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 how much do you weigh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Danny uh, is a comedian out in uh, L.A. area, does a lot in what Santa Barbara, Pasadena,
2: various spots in L.A.? Yeah, all over L.A., so Los Angeles proper, and then we venture out every once in a while.
0: He's very funny. I, I might link some of his material to the podcast. Um, you know, they, a lot of it. Remember, we're on LinkedIn. We're on mm. LinkedIn. Brian Pinken says, hello. Hello, Heather. Good to see you catching the live show met some listeners this week met some random podcast listeners uh i have an awkward story for you uh dame you know that i i have the mentality of probably a gentleman in my 60s mm. and so i i think it's more interesting that we have a radio show than we do a podcast so someone introduced mm-hmm. me to someone i said oh this is peter Dunn. he's got a really good podcast and i said well a radio show and when i said well radio show to the person i was being introduced to they heard radio show and then all of a sudden it became less important because they were more excited by podcasts. And that's how I know that I'm uh, sort of out of the pop culture relevance, you know?
2: But did you say it to, to kind of pump puff yourself up a little bit of like, well, it's more, it's more than that. But, but you know, Danny, as a ginger, as a fellow ginger,
0: one who still owns it other than Mm -hmm. you're wearing a hat to cover that flamey mess that
3: (laughs) things usually backfire. And that's what happened. Danny has he uh, told you or should I say how many times has he told you that he's a top
2: 1% podcast? Have in, I told you world? that? You've I've actually never been told that. You
0: are on a top he,
2: 1% but, podcast. But he does tell me how often people come up to him. Like we got breakfast this morning and I and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. No, go ahead. Peter was like it'll probably Peter, happen while we're here.
1: Peter. He was
2: like he's like people come up to me all the time like it's I would say it's going to it's definitely going to happen while we were here. And then on our way out, someone grabbed him, I think, by the shirt and tugged it (laughs) like a child and was like, excuse me, I love your show. Yeah.
0: So I took off my shirt and left. Uh, Hello. uh, Leah. He left the shirt in the restaurant. Daniel, David and Caitlin. uh, So it's a family affair. Caitlin Alinius, Kristen Sinner, sister, Kristen Sinner joins (laughs) us. That's got weird. Sorry, Caitlin. Um, You'll start. You want to start the radio show here?
1: Okay, suppose.
0: All right, I just I did it again. I went to pull up the timer and I brought up the calculator. Calculator.
1: (sighs) I'm
0: getting old. Okay, let's go. In three. What are we doing, Greg's? Greg's
1: question. Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Were we not calling it Greg's question?
1: Oh, you can call it whatever. It's just.
0: Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us ask Pete at com. That's ask Pete with a K. I mean, look, if we're in Basque Country, it could be A S Q U something, Pete. Anyway, it's ask Pete at Pete the That's ask Pete at Pete the And you email us and we'll answer your question on the air. What we will not do is call you after the show and try to sell you things because we don't really do that. And and most often, if you email us, we probably actually won't even, if we're being honest, we won't even read it. Joining us this week is Damian Dunn, Kristen Alanius, my coworkers here at Your Moneyline. Hello, people. Hello. Good day. And special guest, Of the show this week is uh, L.A.-based comedian Danny Dunn relation. So uh, Damien Dunn and I are not related. Danny Dunn and I are related. He is an L.A.-based comedian. and He joins us on the show today. Hello, Danny.
2: Guys, it's a pleasure to be here. That seemed
0: insincere. (laughs) All right. So here is the first question of the show. Dear Kristen, Dame, and Pete, in that particular order. Hmm. Hmm. Currently going through a when it rains, it pours type of life financial situation. Dame, I would like to use one of my timeouts. Uh, you get two. Wow. We've been there. Mm. Is it the worst? Dame, how many times a year are you in a I'm bleeding money scenario, do you believe? I
3: Twice, but it feels like so much more. Right? Yeah.
0: It's because they're
1: varying amounts of time. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yes.
0: Uh, Kristen, how many times a year do you bleed money?
1: I say like once a year. I feel like it really gets me.
0: I got stroked about eight weeks ago with air conditioner and some car stuff. It just got crushed. Danny, uh, curious, do you ever feel like you're just absolutely bleeding money constantly? Yes, <laughs> constantly. So it's once <laughs> a year, and the
2: the longevity of that is 365 days. Is the period. when you guys said once a year, I my breath, I my breath left my body. I it constantly feel that way. Back to the email. Within the last two
0: weeks, new tires, that's $900 for the van, $2,500 car fix for the Prius, broken washing machine, that's $900, and a $1,200 car fix for the van. We're reaching in and touching an account that I really prefer not to touch, the old uh, hostage fund, if you will. Uh, Call it uh, called the emergency emergency savings. Yes, two emergencies, and this is the first time we've had to touch it. Uh, On one hand, I feel good that we have the money and blessed and highly favored, and we can access this account to help. On the other hand, I'm extremely frustrated. Because touching this account feels like we are taking a step back financially. My question is, how do I get over the feeling and back on track when it comes to my finances, more psychology and less math driven? Love the show. You guys do a tremendous job. Greg, Kristen, he said psychology. <laughs> and I said, let's go to the persons with the master's degree. How, how does someone get their head right if that is their life?
1: You have to know what makes you tick as a person, in my opinion. So for me, um, I would say that I would need to look in this situation at what is my path to being back to where I was before this happened? How long does it take me to get back to this place where I feel comfortable? And I would work toward that goal, whatever, if it's going to take me six months, if it's going to take me 12 months, whatever that time frame is. And I would lean into the math to help me feel better about it.
0: Dame, $5,500 was the outlay on the financial bleeding that just occurred. I did the math for us. Sometimes it's a weekend and people don't want to do the math. And so mm-hmm. as the host, I'll do it. Uh, $5,500 American dollars. Dame, is that daunting to think, how long is it going to take me to build up $5,500
3: more? Sure. Even if you have the uh, the category built into your budget where you are actively saving into a savings account, it's not likely going to be uh, you know, five, six, $700 for most families. It's going to take a significant amount of time. The good news is you've already prepared for it. The money was there. It was used appropriately. And now you are going to replenish that account. I think the bigger mental challenge for me would have been if I didn't have money set aside and I had to put it on credit or something else. And that would have been uh, to, to Greg's point, that would have felt like a significant step backwards. But we get these mental games and uh, standards built up in our heads that even when we have money set aside for a, an intended purpose, we have a hard time letting it go. Retirement dollars that happens with Pete, I'm sure you've seen it over the years where people do a great job of saving and then they're reluctant to save uh, to spend that money in retirement for whatever reason. It could be an emergency fund. It could be any number of things, down payment on a house, car. But once we have that, once we, we see that money sitting in a savings account or wherever it is, under the mattress, we don't want to let it go. Danny, you are an expert at metaphors
0: as a stand-up comedian and even understanding the word metaphor. You, mm-hmm. you have a lot of takes on that. Let me, let me paint a picture for you here. Sure. What Greg has gone through is that he was driving on a country road and he got a flat tire. And since he had a spare tire, his next task is to go get the original tire repaired. Is it inconvenient? Yes. Was he upset? Yes. But here's what it wasn't, Danny. He didn't have to walk 10 miles into town because he didn't have a spare tire. And so that's the element. And so how is that for a metaphor?
2: I find metaphors confusing. This thing is like another thing. Now there are two things. Yeah. It's too much. It's a lot to keep track of.
0: <laughs> um. Kristen, what other elements here? Uh, let's go, let's go uh,
2: old school here. Are
0: all four of these emergencies? New tires for a car, emergency, or should he be tedious and have a car repair fund?
1: I mean, if you want to get technical, you could bucket those funds separately. I don't personally. I think it depends on how much margin you have available in your budget. And that's something that I don't know the super particulars of this situation. Maybe they're in a situation where before they were able to cash flow an emergency like and now they're not so maybe that's why they're feeling that way or maybe they were able to build up an emergency savings fund really quickly but like circumstances have changed and now replenishing that feels like it's a steeper hill to climb i think there could be other like circumstances here
0: yeah dame i'm liking kristen's idea of you you go like how much time do you want to take to rebuild this and then you just sort of chunk it down to those months do you think it's this is the importance of having a natural savings mechanism every month or do you feel like oh now they're going to have to subtract that amount of spending out of other areas of their life to make up for what, what do you think most people do
3: most people most people i think they're going to have to try and scrimp and save and try and figure out where they can get money to replenish that account that's why it's so important to have this already designated in your monthly budget and if you don't have a, a budget where you do this, maybe you consider having some small portion of your paycheck directed to a savings account automatically so you don't have to worry about it. It just happens because like anything else, if you're forced to make that decision, you're probably not going to might uh, choose the one that might be a little bit painful. You're going to choose the one that uh, is the easiest to do on a month-in, month-out basis.
0: You're listening to the Pete the Planner Show. Normal co-host, Damian Dunn, Kristen Alanius joined me, and special in-studio guest, I don't know why I want to say a word after gas. He's just a gas is L.A.-based comedian Danny Dunn, and he is related to me, mind mind you. Um, Danny, you are financially smart, but you are not a financial genius like the other three people on this show. How do you think of your emergency fund? Do you sort of chunk
2: it down of like, well, this part of it's for my car, this part of it's for a house I don't own? Like, how do you get your head around that? No, first of all, no one owns a house in L.A., also, it's very generous of you to assume that I have an emergency fund. <laughs> I know you have an emergency fund. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I called Pete, Pete maybe a year ago, and I had all of my money in my sa- in my checking account. Every mm-hmm. dollar I had was currently in my checkings account, mm-hmm. and I, I like to think I've grown in that last year, but you guys, the listener should have heard his reaction to that statement. I guffawed like an old what?
0: (laughs) Well, I I got got upset
2: when he Peter is startled. He turns into Jimmy Stewart, apparently. Yeah, that's true. It's funny when Danny calls
0: my house and we chat, I go into this chair in my office at home and my wife always knows that I'm talking to Danny. I always sit right there when I talk to him. I don't know why, it actually sounds scandalous and
2: it's not meant to be. But. we call it Peter's Pete special chair. If the, if I have a second to ask a question,
0: you have about
1: ten and, seconds, but okay. go ahead. You if I don't,
2: yeah. If someone takes money out of their emergency fund, does that then become the top priority to put it back into the emergency fund? Kristen?
1: Yes. <laughs> Over for
2: everything? Yeah. I mean, yeah. other than your mortgage and possibly
0: buying some sustenance every once in a while. Speaking of sustenance, let's talk financial nightmares. That's what we're doing. Next, right here on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. That's nine minutes and 22 seconds, Prof. Um, yes.
1: Your camera doesn't like the white shirt as much as the green one.
0: Oh, why did the color change? Yeah. But here's the other thing I don't like sweating my head off.
1: Oh. Well, so I don't care. <laughs> okay. I was just letting you know.
0: No, 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 no. That was not as rude as it it was meant to sound. Um, here's the thing. Um, Kristen, I i'm used to not be aesthetically pleasing in any lighting or camera angle so i'm okay with that
1: no that's dame help me that's not no what I meant. no
3: you're doing great <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not oh. what i meant i meant that the camera it did the, it like didn't readjust for the light difference
2: yeah no i don't care okay yeah no no, no thank that's you fine. i appreciate that bit of a monster boss off the air yeah huh?
1: <laughs> Okay, sorry. I'll just go back to. Hey, As it you, was. hey that's good. Shut up.
2: You thought the Fallon article was bad. This, <laughs> uh, what I'm about to put out on this show will, will rock the financial world.
0: Um, is there any uh,
2: truth to the fact that
0: there's a writers' strike and you left town and you're here in Indiana, just like it's like
2: return to glory? What do? You, why are you here? Because the writers' guild strike? I'm here for a wedding. wedding. Oh, congrats. Yeah, I'm here for a wedding. I'm officiating the wedding, so yeah. I've. Nice. I'm It's a big, uh, it's a big weekend for a lot of people. All right, can you? Do you want to run your joke by? Uh, I thought this James was. Kirsten? I thought this was so funny, and and I made the mistake of running it by the bride and groom before doing it. <laughs> it's better to just. Did we? Did I lose him? Oh, there we go. It's better to lose or ask for for forgiveness, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Um. The, so I'm. There's a section where I um. Thank everyone for being there, obviously, right? And I want to say, hey, thank you so much for being here for Adam and M's special day. If you're here for Jared Goldstein's bar mitzvah, you are in the wrong room. Yeah, and solid. then, and then, which that's the fir- only the setup. I have a, a plant in the audience, or in the audience, who is going to get up and go, oh, take off his yarmulke, and then walk out the back door
3: yes no
0: it's
2: funny but it's like this is this young woman's special day she doesn't want jokes oh you don't want a wedding shouldn't have theatrics and pageantry not in the midwest i would would argue that's the point uh uh, i would say there's a as as mike d would say i care most about Kristen's opinion Kristen, bad idea good idea
1: i thought it was funny but
2: how many people are in
3: this one do you have a, a rough idea of the the crowd size
2: there's about 250 people at this wedding 150. I, Wait, I those hear. are very different numbers. <laughs> there's 150 people at this wedding. Okay, oh. so it, it could go over really, really bad with only oh, 100. It's a big swing. Over. Yeah, there's crowd participation. I'm, I'm. It hinges on a lot of factors. I also want to introduce myself as Joel Osteen, just so you had a little bit of credibility. Like, credibility. Are there uh, more uh, more brides' family expected, or are they both local? it's uh ones from buffalo ones from indiana so i think the indiana side will will be the majority would do you think they would aspe- appreciate the joke i Any don't think that? i don't think anyone in in the audience would appreciate the joke <laughs> okay. i like think I, I think it's a joke for the <laughs> groom oh the groom Love the joke. The bride said, do not do that at my wedding. Big Rick Swink has a point, as he often does.
0: What, did, what did if, Big Rick say? if someone chooses a comedian <laughs> to officiate their wedding and they're going to get mad about him telling a joke, I think they may have some other issues going on. Rick Swink, a modern day philosopher. Now, Big Rick Swink is everything to this show. Um, Danny, uh, as a Midwesterner, I know that um, it, it's just a vibe. It's a thing. It is, it is definitely recognized probably yeah. when you're out in L.A. And I know even when you were dating here in the Midwest, even taking uh, a date over to your parents' house uh, got awkward uh, just because of the midwesternness, especially if they weren't even local right Sure people
2: are people are caught off guard uh, if you're from really either coast, which I'm sure you guys have met people from either one people no. are. Never no (laughs) Dame's like I I keep I keep to my group. Yeah, there's people are so confused about the Midwest. They think people don't expect the stereotypes to be so true. I brought a girl who was from the East Coast. She lives in LA. She's from the East Coast. I brought her home to meet my parents for the first time. And I think Midwestern parents are more nervous about making a good impression on you, the girlfriend. So my, my mom was more nervous than my girlfriend and my mom kind of panicked and she brought this girl in the house. They'd never met. She brings her in the house by the hand, leads her in the house and she wanted to make her feel like she was part of the family, like one of the kids. So she made her stand against our doorframe, our entryway doorframe and she measured her. (laughs) She made her stand there, pulled out a tape measure, marked her height on our doorframe and, and Kristen, just as a, a general rule. I don't date girls who should be expecting growth spurts, (laughs) right? I feel like that's a dynamite rule.
1: Great clarity there, yeah.
2: Did uh, your mom step back and go,
3: that'll do. That'll do just (laughs) fine. No. yeah it's also she could have been like measuring her for
0: like a like a straight jacket or something I mean like it's like she's, she's gonna be a prisoner she's still in your basement this girl you've not seen her. <laughs> well you know I don't, we don't speak anymore. yeah um, that got dark. okay, so let's do speaking of dark let's do a, sh- a segment on financial nightmares. this is Kristen's topic so we know what she's been going through this week. <laughs> um, all right in three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show, you know, if I wake up in the panic in the middle of the night, it's not because my burglar alarm went off with all those burglars running around. It's because I've likely had a financial nightmare. And I don't mean, you know, like a metaphor of a financial nightmare. I mean, I'm literally sweating bullets, figuratively, as I wake up having thoughts about financial ruin. And and Kristen pre-show was like, hey. Does anybody else have this? And the reality is, yeah, I think we all do. Kristen, financial nightmares, do they, do they mean something's horribly wrong? Is it just anxiety? Like, what, what is happening?
1: I think it's for me, and that's why I wanted to get other opinions. So in the chat, I would love to know if other people feel this way too. I think it's because we deal with the financial realities of people on a day-to-day basis in our jobs that sometimes you try to not internalize that because their reality is different from yours, but sometimes it creeps into your subconscious, obviously, because I had a nightmare last night that even though I'm a financial expert, I had signed for a variable rate mortgage. What? I know. You're,
0: by the way, you're all that's the nerdiest financial nightmare
1: of all time. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. And not only was it variable, but it was this like product that no one had ever <laughs> heard of where they could just like <laughs> increase my rate whenever they wanted. And I well, I got a letter in the mail that my five and a half percent rate, which you guys already make fun of me for, was gonna be six and a half percent, subject to future increases. And in the dream, this would not be true. But in the dream, it was going to cost me an extra $400 a month. And I was sweating. It was
0: awful. What, what, Dame, you are a, I believe you are certified, at least on LinkedIn, as a
3: dream analyzer. Mm-hmm. What do you think this dream says about miscellaneous? Well, I think it means she's got some serious regret uh, going on about uh, <laughs> some, some uh, issues with uh, commitment as well on her... <laughs> <laughs> This thing's uh, getting personal. Uh, <laughs> God.
0: uh, Danny, Danny, uh, sitting in the show this week. Danny Dunn, uh, LA based comedian. Uh, D- Damien, or uh, Danny, Damien, everyone with a D Dunn name, Danny. You were also specialized in analyzing dreams. What do you think of this pretty intense financial uh, nightmare for Kristen? Uh,
2: First of all, I think you should have had Joseph from Joseph and the Technicolor Dream Code as a special guest instead (laughs) of me, if you're doing dream interpretation. Sure. Fair. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, this reminds me of in college when I took uh, a Spanish class that was way above my level. And then every once in a while, the teacher would say something and the whole class would laugh and I would have. (laughs) pretty much zero idea i was like i thought biblioteca meant library and but everyone seems to act like it's a punchline when you said the variable i was like i and you guys started laughing Uh like that's great like that's a nightmare i was like i'm I could see myself doing that. I have no idea if what that, how bad that is. So on a scale of one yeah. to 10, how bad is that? How bad is that dream? That's a good question. Kristen. scale of one to 10, and that was your reality in the your spirit dream, of metaphors. Yeah. Can you give, can you give me <laughs> what a metaphor would be for, for the severity of that situation?
1: I cannot give you a metaphor, but these particular circumstances where there was no cap and they could raise rates as often as they wanted. That's like a 10. I mean, it was worst case scenario. We were talking about okay. my mortgage was very quickly going to become unaffordable and i would have to move
0: i had a recurring dream probably eight or nine years ago about the fbi raiding our home uh, because i didn't declare like a hundred dollars of 10.99 (laughs) income and that dame do you remember dame do you maybe don't Several years ago, there was an FBI financial raid on my street. Do you remember this? Yes, yes. Okay, so I was—I uh, think I was at Newark, uh, just landed, and uh, Mrs. Planner hits me up on the Palm Pilot, and she's like, "There, the FBI is raiding a few doors down from our house. There's news cameras everywhere, and it's so—and it was a financial crime or whatever—and it just like stuck in my head, and then months after that i'm having this dream of like i didn't uh i I didn't report 1099 income and then like i wake up in cold sweat and tears and kristen it got to the point where i would go into the first part of my day unconvinced it wasn't true You, Mm -hmm. you ever have that where like you're pretty sure the dream happened especially if it's financially related 100%,
1: especially if it feels like it was at the end of your sleep cycle, like you kind of wake up out of it, it sometimes takes a while to come back to what is reality. And to bring it back to how serious of a problem would that be? Because I feel like that could be a follow-up question here. Not reporting $100 in 1099 income is not worthy of any sort of FBI attention. So
0: I, I remember actually going to Mrs. Planner like in a panic like the next couple of nights and just been like, hey, I need to talk to you about something serious. And I was like, I think this could happen. Like it convinced my dream actually convinced me it was a thing. Dame, I'm curious, any uh, recurring financial dreams?
3: yeah it's a variation but it's usually on the same theme so it's missing bills or missing payments What it's like uh, we haven't gotten your mortgage for six months you know, whatever it is or a, a, a car payment or, or just electric or whatever And I know it seems uh, potentially minor for, for some people but stuff like that just uh, it just eats at me and I will sit up straight and check my computer make sure everything's set up to go and I, it's very nerdy, but that's
0: who I am. As a non-financial person, Danny, uh, do you have financial nightmares? I mean, in,
2: while sleeping. Mm-hmm. I haven't done my taxes yet this year. <laughs> well, Is that bad?
0: Well, you've got, uh, what, uh, about 20 days to get that done, Dan? Okay. Then uh, I think
2: I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, with the ex- filed extension. Extension. Yeah, I filed oh, that's extension. a chance. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. So I have, nothing, I have no nightmares, then. Yeah, no I'm good.
1: To be uh, fair, Damien, your financial nightmare for someone who takes a very laid back approach to their budget could actually happen. If you have everything set up on auto pay and you know that you meet your monthly expenses, you could absolutely get a letter in the mail that one payment has slipped through the cracks. That happened to someone that I know everything was on auto pay and their account was compromised. They didn't check their mail. So they're bank had closed their account and a bunch of their bills weren't being paid and they didn't know because they just everything's always covered we're fine and finally they checked their mail and realized they were behind on a bunch of stuff I that could totally happen to somebody
3: and looking forward to that nightmare uh, happening in the next couple of nights appreciate Sorry. that that new twist
0: damon, <laughs> you, damon you've owned a business or two i think with sort of the unspoken here at least for me is yeah there's my personal financial nightmares yeah. but If anyone listening right now has ever owned a business, the visceral feel of a business financial nightmare is breathtaking. (laughs) It is the
3: worst thing in the world. Dame, uh, am I wrong? No, I mean, those two, I I don't know if they were necessarily nightmares, they were just reality sometimes. uh, And they, they revolved around two things. Payroll and clients were slow oh, to pay.
2: Oh, jeez. Game yeah, pants. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Do you guys find it weird that you guys are the most prepared people to deal with financial anxieties and situations, but experiencing the most anxiety about these situations? Like, Fair. I would trust if I was in a situation, I would call you. Yeah. Yeah and then I have a nightmare about your situation
0: right. and then don't tell but me it. But it sounds like it.
2: you're freaking out all the time.
0: <laughs> that that's fair, Kristen. I mean, I think maybe maybe we're onto something here.
1: Yeah, I I think it comes back to because we hear about it, you you take people's problems on as your own. Sometimes we care a lot of the time, we care about others' personal financial lives more than they care about them. Totally. And mm-hmm. As a result, I think it, I don't know how that works psychologically, but you internalize it. And then apparently in dream state, you apply it to your own personal financial life. I could assume,
0: like a, a dietitian or a, a, a physician for that matter. Yeah, you guys are like doctors and COVID nurses. Yeah, they probably have similar, like medical based nightmares. I, I would assume. I'm, again, Dame, that's just another financial person comparing themselves to a,
2: a medical Doctor. professional. Yeah. We love doing that. You guys are on the front lines. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah. let's take a moment of silence for our first responders on this show. Oh Lord.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's do this. Let's let's call everyone. Calm down, calm down. We've got more email questions coming after the break. Ask Pete at petetheplanner.com is how you get that email to us. And uh, well, your ears are how you get the answer. That's next on the Pete, the planner show. I'm Pete, the planner. Ooh. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Danny, so far your experience here different than you thought it'd be?
2: I'm having. Um, I don't know if I had an expectation.
0: No, yeah, it's good. that's
2: good. Not in a bad way. Well, just when you join a dynamic, you never know what the dynamic's gonna be. Yeah. And so i have just. I'm just settling into. You know, how does Kristen feel about Dame? How does Dame feel about Pete? Yeah. Is there tension? Is there beef? Is there are there alliances, and I'm just enjoying seeing it all play out. It's like one big game of Catan. Yeah. <laughs> as far as uh, non uh, witty FM morning shows go, how uh, how's the the vibe on this one? I think this one's great. Yeah. Now I'll turn it over to you guys. Feedback for me. Am I am I a wrench in your well-oiled machine, or are you enjoying? You're a, playing a it well. Fresh
0: air? I yeah. think you're playing it well. But I'm yeah. the most biased person because I'm a fan. Uh, but I think you're playing it well.
2: Jane, what do you think? yeah I have no problems. I you That's are, the most uh, withholding man o- on the show. What do you think the stoic of the show that, now there you're close uh, you're, you're getting right there you' you've read the room the, founda- the foundation the uh, foundation that
3: might be a little strong. My name's not on the show I'm not the foundation of anything. Uh, no it's good uh, you are contributing appropriately and uh, you're not stepping on which which is the challenge of stepping on people uh, when you're uh, trying to join a, a bigger group.
0: Yeah. So my, the idea here, I, I texted Danny what a night or two ago about this and I was like, hey, you want to do it? So my, my idea was Bob and Tom show, mm-hmm. right? So Bob and Tom show would have guest comedians come on and they would sit in on the news or whatever else they're talking about. And Dame, I don't know the time here because you know how I am with time. Mm-hmm. It was either last week or 10 years ago. I was on the Bob and Tom. You know what? This is 2016. Now that I think about it, it was I was on the Bob and Tom show as a sit-in, and is this I got a plug? no I,
2: for who for your po- for your radio appearance. T- oh, on Bob and Tom 10 from, years from, years from ten years ago. Look
0: yeah, it it's in the archives. <laughs> yeah, try to find it. You can just fax someone, and they'll. Uh... It's behind the paywall, but you can find it. And I just remember sitting there, and the. One, you've heard the show. You, Danny's never heard the show. But you, you, you hear the show. You think there's this dynamic. You want to be part of it. You, you've heard what works. You hear what doesn't. You don't want to step on anybody. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't want to step on anybody. And you just want to get your shots in when you can. It is... It's a little daunting. And by the way, this is not the Bob and Tom show. There's a lot less pressure here.
3: You had... um I, if i remember right i think you had chick and jess on your show at yeah. one point for and it and like I, I knew they were coming on and i was super excited for it and then just the the vibe they brought was complete, it, just, it wasn't it didn't match the the what you normally hear them as because they were in a different element and they were just trying to figure stuff out it was a good show but it just it, it's it's amazing how you get uh put in with in different uh scenarios and different groups and it changes everything yeah S- speaking of dynamics danza former
0: listener of the year notes mm. dude you got to push that drawer in otherwise 10 out of 10 danny is in studio with me actually me and peter put your me hand here in the same room here put your hand over see there it is <laughs> i'm pulling his finger wait don't do that <laughs> no, don't. okay we're in the same room it's just a different angle so that is just like the junky part of the studio so
2: um do i have time to ask you a question uh yes go ahead That's, Sure. there's your question well, huh. move, move yeah, along ahead. then. Go ahead. Um, yeah. No, I'm enjoying being part of the dynamic. My goal is not to not to score, but merely to enjoy my time with you guys. Um, that being said, I do have a question. You're talking about the FBI raid of for financial crimes yeah. that was happening in your neighborhood. Yes. Question to the group: This happens in entertainment a lot, where we find out that someone is a mo- is a monster, right? Often, mm-hmm. yeah. Wait far too often, we find out someone that we maybe liked or looked up to was a monster, and then it crumbles, and it's this big that sends waves through people in the entertainment and, and the world when a big financial person gets big old busted. Is it a bummer for you guys? Are you like, Oh, that dummy? Like, you know what I mean? Is well, it like so, the same type of like your hero has fallen? Dave, this is an amazing question. A big yeah. mur Were you guys big Murdoch fans? <laughs> yeah. I, no, you so you big, were you a big George Belfort guy, you know, uh, in the night yeah. in early two thousands? No,
0: I-, I would say, first of all, Indiana, is the ponzi scheme capital of the world like danny you may not know this but in the 90s early 2000s there were like more ponzi schemes in hamilton county indiana that can't be world. True. true oh it's like the oh. town and bank robberies but, Na- but nationally different. known like national news stuff really yeah and so what's strange about that is that I knew a lot of these people or knew of them when it down, yeah, but their personalities were always such that they were the sort of people <laughs> I never root for anyone to fail. I never root for anyone to take advantage of anyone. However, oh, there's some drama. So when people, some of these things happen, you're like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad they caught him. I would say Dame in our financial industry, the way you and I view it at least as as former securities um, license holders you always, you always rooted for the crooks to get caught, right? Yes.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, if that means that somebody that I might've looked up to, uh, wasn't necessarily dealing from the top of the deck, uh, then okay. I, I they have no business dealing with the public and they should, they should be taken care of appropriately. So yeah, if somebody steps out of line and they get to meet the FBI at three thirty three 30 in the morning, sure. so be it.
2: but you're, are you ever surprised on who it is? Because a lot of times we we will be surprised to it is does it is it in finance I feel like it might be a little more obvious. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't. I guess I'm not sure how to respond to that, Pete. What, what's your perspective on? Yeah, you, you know, I, when people are like, it, "It's we would have never expected it from them."
0: Well, I'll say this, and I'm trying without naming names, and
2: and
0: Kristen and Dane both know I'm going. There, there is a a prominent personal finance person who people love or hate one or the other. There's very few people indifferent about this. And Danny, you are now the only person not only on the show, but listening to the show that has no idea what the heck we're talking about. That's
2: been most of the show.
0: Um, This person has had multiple exposés written about them in the workplace and the various Mm -hmm. things. And that, have not affected this person whatsoever. So to your point of like these, we were laughing earlier about this, like the Jimmy Fallon story that came out in the entertainment industry of like, he's this terrible boss in the workplace. Well, these things came out about this prominent person in personal finance, a name that you know, but I'm not going to say. And no one cared. Like that. that's, that's a, a little bit of a weird part of it. Kristen, do you I mean, do you feel like the shine came off that star at all when those exposés came out?
1: No, I don't think so. And perhaps the difference here is that the three of us in this setting specifically are probably more of an exception than a rule, meaning that most people in our industry are not working public facing or like in more of an entertainment, like media type spotlight. And so we don't see it with the masses, you see it in your one-on-one workings with people. So it's like you get information from a client or we would call them participants. And they're like, man, this happened with another professional in my life, CPA, personal financial planner, whatever. And they're like, they gave me this advice and it was bad. And then we're like, man, like who, who, what is a client supposed to do? Because they went to someone they thought they could trust. I think we see it on not a public level, but we do see it a lot.
0: Dame, I was on the national news this morning with a controversial figure by accident. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I was on news nation this morning and the segment before mine was Sean Spicer, mm-hmm. who is the former communications director for president Trump. And when so, the inauguration photo came out, he had to defend the fact that it was the largest crowd of people ever gathered I whatever. And, and, and even in those moments where there was a, noted fall from grace for for sean spicer at some point whether it's jimmy fallon sean spicer anyone else who's disgraced there generally is a path back to acceptance right um so for whatever that's worth uh danny to your question i think jimmy fallon will be fine and i know that was your big concern really
2: th- really roping jimmy fallon and john spicer together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet maybe, sean spicer's been on the maybe, jimmy fallon show maybe the
2: hottest take of the show so far yeah don't worry it'll get worse
1: um, all right. So Kristen, what are we doing here? It's up to you. We can either do the question about 72T or the car question. <laughs> 72T. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you have something to contribute to that conversation. I <laughs> I think it's interesting. I don't think people know this. I know Danny doesn't. It's it's not as much about the question, it's that the it's the second part that makes me think that we could turn it into a segment.
0: Okay, the part where the person says they miss you? No. Okay. All right, here we go. And three, what? Am I supposed to say that?
1: You can, I guess.
0: I'm not going to give names.
1: That's fine.
0: Lots of people miss you. Mm. Except Jimmy Fallon. Three, two, one. (laughs) Back on the Pete the Planner show. Kristen, we got an email. Uh, Mr. Pete and Kristen.
1: (laughs) Sorry, man.
0: (laughs) Shame. What the all heck. Right. It's all right. How are you feeling? Not seen. No. Um. I, there's a neighbor boy. Can I get a timeout? Can I use my second timeout? It's all yours. Me? There's a neighbor boy. Uh, friends of young Theodore. Um. And he loves to fish. And and but his parents don't really fish. And you know when I'm not hooking myself and going to the emergency mm-hmm. room with fishing tackle, mm-hmm. I do like to fish as well. That's two trips to the ER. Last one was fourteen hundred bucks. And um, he calls me Mr. Pete. And the other day I went over to fix his rod. This is getting, <laughs> this is getting strange. Um, and so being called Mr. Pete in an email makes me think, is this from him? Mm. And is he a big Kristen fan and also dislikes Dame? What are, what are the chances of that, Kristen? Shooting a shot. <laughs> Mr. Pete and Kristen, can you explain how to tie a uni uni knot on a fishing line? Nope, just kidding. Can can you explain how a 72T works and give an example of how it could be useful? Is the income withdrawn from the account? Counts towards a form of income to qualify for a mortgage loan signed anonymous. Okay, so before we get there, Danny Dunn, uh, LA-based comedian, uh, joining us here on the show, Relation. Danny um, seventy-two
2: T. What do you got? Um.
1: <laughs> yeah. Will
2: you say the question one more time? Yes. Uh, can you explain how a seventy-two T works? That's probably not a car, right? No, it is. It is not. <laughs> probably not. Right. I,
0: I will say, Dame. I, I think seventy-two T is is one of the more esoteric things in the financial world, yet is common. Yeah, it's it's sort of is more common. It's a it's a weird thing. Not a lot of people know you can do it, but it is done on a on a somewhat regular basis. By no means a majority basis. The average person has no clue what a seventy two T is.
3: You think so? You think it's done on a semi regular basis? Um, I don't know
0: how to put percentages to this, but I would say clearly it's in the minority of execution, but.
3: I think it's a it's an arrow in the quiver that gets knocked
0: from time to time.
3: I mean, okay, I mean let's we're going to chase this. What percentage? If we had to guess and there's probably some stat out there, more or less than 10%. Oh, that's a great marker.
0: I'm going to let Kristen answer first, but even though she she's good at guessing these things, just not blah.
1: <laughs> that is true and I've got the under all day. A push.
0: Oh, no, it's, under. Under. it's, it's, under. Under. it's got to be under.
1: Okay, explain it. Uh, what is
0: it?
3: Kristen, go for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Don't mind me. So, Rule 72T is called that, I believe, because it's where it is in the IRS code. Correct. Sure, always. Um, so, Rule 72T allows you to take funds from a retirement account without paying the 10% penalty. So just for additional context, normally, if you take dollars from one of these accounts before age 59 and a half, you have to pay any applicable taxes that might exist. And you have to pay a 10% penalty because those funds are supposed to be designated for retirement. The rule allows you to take what are called, is it substantially equal periodic periodic payments? payments, Yeah. S E P P. It's an acronym. Um, it allows you to take these payments. And as long as you take the greater of five years worth or until you reach age 59 and a half. So if you started taking payments at age 50, you'd have to take them until 59 and a half. If you started taking them at 58, uh, you would yeah. have to take them until 63.
0: And the point is for you to be able to get qualified money out okay. now. Um, and I... Here here's what I'll say is typically I think this methodology is misused. It is misutilized in to force and uh, convince someone they can retire early. Um, so back to the question from the emailer. Is the if income if income is the income withdrawn from the account and does it count toward a form of income to qualify for a mortgage loan? Do you know the answer to that?
1: I admit that I don't know if a lender would allow you to use it because technically that amount can change, right? Because you take those, those distributions are calculated annually based on an IRS table. So what if you have a giant drop in the market and you're invested really heavily in equities? I can't imagine a lender would let you use a project, a projection like that to determine if you could qualify for a mortgage. They might allow you to use a percentage of it. Um, I don't know the answer and whether that's consistent among mortgage lenders? I'm not sure.
0: Danny, 59 and a half is a very uh, substantial and significant age for anyone in the financial world. I'm curious as a younger man, a yonker, if you will, any, does the, I'm I'm literally not joking, 59 and a half, is that on
2: your radar? Is that a thing or no? No, I don't think about that age ever. And this is, this is going to sound like a bit and it's not, I think a young, a lot of young people don't expect the world to be around that long. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound
0: like a bit, like a bit, either that or we're all going to cry for the rest of the show.
2: Uh, so I don't think it, a lot of people my age don't really think about They're, I think, very short term focused. So if you especially because th- it's getting harder to buy houses and things like that, and people are just trying to figure out what's next, not what's later. Is it hard to, th- I mean, I'm guessing you never even entertain
0: the thought of retirement. Uh, no, no. <laughs> if you, if I were to say, what is retirement age? Could you come up with a number? 65. Okay. Love it. Dame to the point. And then it's strange. That's been the the number that sticks in a lot of people's head. And it's actually currently not associated with any benchmark. It was years ago, okay. but 65 used to be retirement age from a social security standpoint, but it kind
3: of isn't now. Yet that's probably the most popular answer. If this was Family Feud, sixty-five is the number you hear all the time. And you're right; it's just not. It's sixty-seven. And uh, Danny, I got really bad news for you. By the time you retire, it's probably going to be seventy. Really? Yeah. If, yeah. Probably seventy-two. If we're gonna I see, really, I would say day. at least seventy. Yeah. So make sure to
0: avoid gluten or whatever. <laughs> well, you know what I mean.
1: Can, that's, can, that's
0: good advice. Thanks
1: can we explain why 65 is the number that sticks out to people it's because it's when most people qualify for medicare and it's usually healthcare that people feel like is the barrier to retirement and you can qualify for medicare at age 65. So in my opinion, that's why it's the number that rules is because healthcare is so expensive. And by and large, when we talk to people that are 59 to 64, they think that's the thing that's preventing them from retiring, which may or may not be reality.
3: Oh, young person, I disagree.
0: Oh, 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 Hold on. I've got it. Hold Damn, on. hold on. Before you get there, what we have now <laughs> it's a classic nerd off. We've got one person who's got a master's degree making a point that I even forgot about. And then we've got Dame who's going to disagree based on age because he's older. She's younger. Dame, where do you disagree with Kristen?
3: If you had to ask what age Medicare coverage starts for the average person from age, uh, let's just say 30 to near retirement, I bet most of them wouldn't get 65. Really? I, I bet they wouldn't. Kristen. Mm,
1: they might not know that, but what we both know to be true is that most of the things m- we know by and large about personal finances are caught and not taught. So I think it's just something people mm-hmm. hear repeated to them.
3: I think most people tie so, Medicare to Social Security and they just assume that whenever Social Security starts, that's when Medicare is going to start. And they've heard, they've heard their their parents, their aunts, their uncles Uh, grandparents for talk about the age of 65 for so long that it's that's just tied into that's when retirement is 65 That's social security that's that's just when it starts it doesn't for them anymore it's 67 for virtually everybody listening to this this show but i i i don't think i don't think that's why people think 65 in retirement is medicare Kristen, uh, Zonda, 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 I'm going to go with Ms. Shaw,
0: if you're nasty. Do you think that Medicare qualification will be pushed back to 66 and a half or 70 or 72 at some point? Kristen?
1: I think that that's absolutely a possibility. Oh, I think, I don't know. I think I, that's mean, it, it,
0: I think it is possible, but okay, we're here's what's weird. We're living at one point we were living substantially longer. That's actually sort of dialed back a hair, but I think we're getting less healthy earlier. Mm. Mm. Would you buy that? So that, that would mean we have to account for the fact that people live longer, but they're going to be less healthy earlier. I don't know. Let's do this. Let's take a break. Come back with biggest waste of money of the week. Danny Dunn, LA based comedian sitting on the show this week. All that's next on the Pete the Planner Show. Um,
2: Pete the Planner. Caught, not taught. Are you kidding me, Kristen? When you said that, I was like, oh, we got the Johnny Cochran oh financial planning gosh. in the house. <laughs> She's got a catchphrase. See you later. Is that okay. a thing?
1: Full disclosure, I stole that from Stacy. Stacey's told that to me once, and I ran with it.
0: And Stacy's going to be on the show here sometime soon, right?
1: She doesn't know that, and she just Found probably up. freaked out a little bit. But yeah, ideally.
0: Stacy, you're going to be on the show. I mean, if you'd like
1: to
0: (laughs) be like a directive here. Um, Caught not. I know. I feel like I have heard her say that now.
1: Mm -hmm. And you've probably heard me say it as a result because she has put together pieces that I've done or like segments she's looked at or videos she's done. It might have been in the document that I sent last week that you were reviewing might have been in there.
0: Danny you and I actually spend a lot of time talking about the power of words. I mean you yeah. and I talk about it a lot. And caught not taught is one of those turns of phrase that's it just hits you. Like it, when you're writing your your standup material and you'll you'll send it to me and we'll talk about it or whatever and, and and I'll listen to it when you go to tag it or improve it. It's the slight word changes even to the point of, of some advice you got from a legendary comedian about the sound of words.
2: Yeah, people call them sticky, sticky phrases that just like, even if it's right or wrong, it just stays in your brain. Um, And economy of words is so important, but even just the way things sound is so important. Like uh, this wasn't advice to me, but um someone, I think Ray Romano gave a comedian uh, that I know advice about a joke that he had. And he was like, yeah, you got to change. You got to move this word to the end of the sentence and then you got to change that last word um to a word that has it's filled with more consonants rather than vowels he's like your punchline is soft because the word has vowels in it it needs to be uh consonants and i can't remember what the word was hmm. but just a harder sound a harder delivery so when you said caught not taught it's like sticky immediately mm-hmm. it's a.
0: Uh- that is like danny and i do talk a, a lot about his his work and his craft and I, my favorite part as a writer myself is like i love words i love the right word for the right situation and i think as a former comedian when i used to write comedy uh, it it was it's exhilarating and by the way it can also make you absolutely go bonkers because you just you makes you neurotic, right? You just keep going and trying to find the right word, and sometimes, Danny, you can't find it.
2: Yeah, but it clarifies things, and so much of what you guys talk about, and I'm sure it's maybe simple to you guys, but I would imagine finance, fi- the financial world gets quite complicated and convoluted. At least, maybe that's to me because I'm you know stupid. But it, when you say things like that, it simplifies feel thoughts, feelings, and, and ideas, and I think stand up pete when we talk is the same way where you're trying to express sometimes complex emotions not to be highfalutin but you're trying to express yourself which can be very difficult very muddied very challenging and when you find the right words that just click into place and clarify an emotion or an idea or a feeling it just, you can feel it with the words and i feel like when you have phrases like that in finance i would imagine it helps just because you can understand something very very complex in a very simple boiled down way it's magic
0: speaking of magic you now nanny I I know one of your fondest memories is being able to see world- class magician Chris Angel perform and I,
2: I, I'm curious uh, if you're willing to share that memory with us. do you guys remember who Chris Angel is? Of course I yeah I w- I loved magic growing up loved magic uh, in like in middle school I loved magic I had red hair. Um, I rode a unicycle to school and I would wear a shark tooth necklace a lot. Show your it, carrot top. In, in middle school, these yeah. are the four horsemen of eating lunch alone, we'll, <laughs> we'll just say. But I, I loved him so much that my mom took me and my younger sister to go see the Chris Angel Magic show. And it was just, it was amazing. It was everything you wanted to eat. It's my hero on stage. It's just, it's the best, right? It's like you meeting Gordon Gecko. Right, it was, yeah, it's so, every... I mean, meeting a
0: fictional character is <laughs> right, quite a goal. Of Didn't mine. know that wasn't
2: a real purpose. Santa
0: Claus. It's
2: like meeting your uh, meeting your hero, right? And yeah. the show is just amazing. And it's kind of winding down. And Chris Angel comes to like the front of the station. He goes, "Guys, for my last trick, I'm gonna throw a card out into the audience. Whoever gets that card, you're my volunteer for my last trick." Right? You guys can kind of see where this is going. He throws the card out into the audience. Guys, I leap for it with. I look like the loneliest bridesmaid you've ever seen in your life. I'm just leaping for this card. And I come down with it and he looks at me. I'm a 14 year old boy and he says something truly I don't think I'd be able to handle now. He goes, Hey, man, it's in front of 2,000 people. He goes, Hey, man, we've already had a couple of guy volunteers for this show. Why don't you find a hot girl and give her that car? (laughs) Which is crazy to say to a child, right? I don't know if he's trying to like set me up or like, but I'm like, I'm 14, right? Like the idea of admitting that a girl's hot in front of like your mom and 2000 people. And, and this magician who looks like Jesus was resurrected in like a Spencer's gifts or something. Like I'm, I'm getting acting like in, <laughs> in the moment, right. I'm just, I'm panicking. I don't know what to do. And I feel someone tugging at, at my Angel merch, shirt, right. And I turn, it's my mom. And she's like, no, Daniel, just pass the card to your sister. She's so pretty. <laughs> Right. Right. Like my mom's asked me to find a girl or Chris Angel has asked me to find a girl that I'm like sexually attracted to. Right. (laughs) And my mom's like, have you met your sister? Right. Like, sure. We have a lot in common. It's just (sighs) only our DNA. Right. And so I'm just I'm panicking. Chris Angel's getting impatient. My mom's like, come on, pass to your sister. And I'm looking at both of them and they're both wearing the same amount of mascara. So it's very overwhelming. And I, I didn't know what to do. So I just passed the card to my sister. And it's we look identical. Like exactly it, alike like like <laughs> my, i think my mom was cutting both of her hair at the time it looks like one of the girls from the parent trap handed something to the other girl in the parent <laughs> trap identical identical people and chris andrew goes i told you to pass that card to a hot girl oh, right no because we're like in the front so no one can really see us and he and i'm like yes because that's what happened and he goes so why'd you pass it to your sister <laughs> and then two thousand people in unison went <laughs> like it was his greatest reveal of the night until and i'm just guys i'm humiliated right it's it's ca it's my hero and i i just i grabbed the card out of my sister's hands i'm like maybe this will save the day and i passed the card to my mom New <laughs> and guys let's just say it didn't make the situation better yeah um but that that oh. is, that was my run-in with with chris angel um may he rest in peace but i wait are you still alive yeah, but, you know, um, <laughs> his career. I no, he's I, he's honestly doing well. I had a friend to see him recently and j- he, he's like he's crushing it. Oh. The mind freak is alive and well. Good thing I own Sephora stock. So that is good. <laughs> yeah, you're good.
0: Um, so um, the show is finally funny this week. The show is finally funny. All right, let's go back uh, to the show. This week's biggest waste of money of the week starting in three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week right here on the Pizza Planner show is... Pulling it up for the live stream. Uh, the VSSL or Vessel Flaskin Speaker. The perfect view, the perfect beverage, and <laughs> the perfect song. It all comes together with the Vessel Flaskin Speaker built with 304 stainless steel double wall dame can i have one extra time out i'll allow it you're a man thanks um 304 stainless steel is a thing that i hear
3: read see a lot what is that is that something yeah there's different grades of metal uh steel specifically and depending on the hardness uh it's a little bit too much to get into but yes 304 stainless is is legit
0: Vacuum sealed construction by the vessel flask and speaker keeps beverages at the right temperature up to 10 hours cold and five hours hot. The five watt removable Spequa. What speakwa? The five watt removable Speakwa Bluetooth speaker is good five hours of music and can be linked together with a second unit for stereo sound. The flask also addresses refilling with Losing any of the great beverage, the drinking cap unscrews for filling without a funnel, along with a locking carabiner top for secure carrying. All right, so let's let Danny, as the guest uh, co-host of the show, the guest of the show this week. Do you want to be first, second, or third to guess mm-hmm. the cost of this?
2: It's a speaker. It's a speaker, but also a water bottle. Yes, and I,
0: can I note that it oh, and I, I, it holds eight fluid ounces of <laughs> so it, it keeps eight fluid ounces that sounds cold for 10 hours because that's a lot of liquid to take down in that much time yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep it um it, it's five hours of, of sound 10 hours of cold for
2: mm-hmm. eight ounces how much would you pay well you're going first how much are you paying for this this seems gross i don't want music that close to my mouth yeah yeah um, fair. i'm gonna guess it costs i uh, i don't know what if you guys take things that are that are crazy expensive on on this segment or, oh yeah 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 absolutely um i'm gonna guess it costs 200 and uh 225 dollars okay 225 dollars got them on the board
0: kristen the world's worst guesser at all things <sighs> Obama, what do you got 130
1: that's
0: a dollar 30
1: 130
0: okay, Hundred and thirty. we got 225 130 and Mr. Circumnavigate
3: the right price himself Damien Andrew Dunn no relation what he got I'm afraid Danny's got an edge on this since he's coastal I mean he's used to overpaying for stuff so this this might be
2: because <laughs> I hate my guess <laughs> uh, yeah. got guest dysmorphia oh god I hate it he was
3: 225 Kristen was 130 30. something. something uh, I'll try and go somewhere in the middle we'll say 175 it costs
0: 150 American dollars. Kristen wins. Prices is right. It's, right. A in a row. It, it's a waste of money at any price because eight ounces to keep eight ounces warm for five hours while you're listening to five hours of music. Like the math breaks no. down immediately. No it's it, a waste of money. It's not
1: for water.
2: What song would you most want to drink? Tennessee whiskey by Kristen. There Hamilton. we go.
3: Uh, Dane, what's in the news this week? The Federal Reserve held interest rates steady in a decision released Wednesday while also indicating it still expects one more hike before the end of the year and fewer cuts than previously indicated next year. That final increase, if realized, would do it for this cycle, according to projections the central bank uh, released at the end of its two-day meeting. If the Fed goes ahead with the move, it would make a full dozen hikes since the policy tightening began in March of 2022. There's some other stuff, blah, blah, blah. But Pete, do you know what this means? It means I was wrong last week and you were right and I owe you lunch. That's indeed what it means. That's the only reason I read the story was I could get public confirmation (laughs) that I have a delicious lunch headed my way. Okay. uh, Danny,
0: you're a very smart guy. Don't say you're not. Uh, do you keep up on current events outside of, of maybe pop culture stuff, but just sort of like general news and economy news. Do you keep up with
2: that? You're a very smart guy. Do you yes. listen to the news other than your dumb little shows and stuff? Yeah.
0: Do, do you listen to the new, do you read things other than people magazine? Daniel?
2: I, I, first of all, shout out people magazine love who wore it best. They're not going to do a, a feature on you. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say I keep up with current events. Okay. Rate hikes.
0: And their impact on your life. And again, I'm not, I promise you, I'm not trying to, I'm just, I'm, you're, you're you're an everyman, um, taller than some. Um, do you think about that? Do you care? Rate hikes?
2: Yeah. I, I don't
0: know. Okay, fine. Great. Uh, I will say, Dame, I read in that same story that you read that there's belief amongst the Fed they're going to keep rates high until... Yeah. 2026. Yeah. That blew my mind. I First of all, I was upset I lost the bet because I don't like to lose. But the second thing is 2026. You're telling me our, our economy is going to be
3: in a similar state for the next two and a half years? I I might have heard somebody predict that mortgage rates would hit 10% next year.
1: Nay. My well, variable rate
0: mortgage. <laughs> were they carrying around a vessel? Speaker flask, flask and spaker. Uh, what else was in the news this week?
3: This week, Cisco bought cybersecurity firm Splunk for $28 billion. The all-cash deal worth 13% of Cisco's market cap is by far the largest in company's history. Splunk, which helps businesses monitor their data and avoid hacks, as to Cisco's growing ambitions. And cybersecurity as the public uh, cloud corrodes its traditional computer networking business. That's all well and good. But I mention this for a very specific reason. The day before the acquisition was announced, someone opened $22,000 worth of Splunk calls expiring 48 hours later. Was it a congressman? The acquisition yes. then announced, uh, it was then announced, sending the stock price of Splunk up 20%. The options contracts were $0.04 cents per contract on the day they were purchased. After the acquisition was announced, they went to $18.30. Oh my That word. individual exited with a tidy 45,650% return. Uh, just your casual ten million dollar day, Pete. Is the SEC on that person's doorstep today or next week? Um, I, no, my,
0: I had a serious question there. This, I assume, this is a member of Congress. I have no idea if it. They, they it was unnamed. So, Danny, you've cur- heard the popular phrase insider trading, yes? And so, this is uh, what I, in my opinion, uh, would deem a perfect example. Kristen is taking non-public information like. A major event, trading on it, and then capitalizing. Kristen, they're in trouble, right?
1: I would hope so. Danny, you're
0: young, fun, and, and seem like you've got some energy. The whole GameStop stock thing and Robinhood—did you ever get caught up in all of that as a young?
2: No, I don't. I true. I I would say I'm a. I like to think I'm a smart person, but when it comes to financial topics and numbers, it is like my brain shuts off. Yeah, really. So I I do my best but it it is like it sometimes it does feel like a foreign language but you're also i mean i think you make good financial decisions as someone who advises you from time to time it's got to be simple though <laughs> but, i but make straightforward you're decisions. just conservative i mean you just you just are conservative you don't I, I my parents are both incredibly conservative spenders or i would say my father is a very conservative spender i i mean i can't tell him that i've bought anything without him being <laughs> hey you should be saving your money so that's my my default is i won't spend money on anything unless uh it is unless the thing i currently own is on fire
0: if i gave you insider information would you let me ask
2: you let me ask you guys this when people do that that seems even for a financial dummy like me seems so obvious that that you're going to get caught doing that yeah yeah so so. why do? why would someone do something like that and think if it's not if it is insider trading why would someone think they could get away with that i I mean i think it's just uh, smart
0: people assume they won't get caught for dumb crimes and it's such a dumb crime And so they just, for some reason, think they're smarter. I mean, Kristen, can you think of a different reason than that?
1: I can't think of a different reason than that because it doesn't... You're exactly right. It's like, it seems so obvious, so why? And I've never been in that situation. So I don't know.
0: Dame, can you just somehow try to keep an ear and eye to the ground for the conclusion of that story, because Absolutely. I would love to know it. We've made some pretty wild guesses over the years as to, uh, that, but, uh, Danny, Don, thank you for, uh, guest, uh, appearance here on the show. Uh, if people can find your comedy where, uh, you can find it
2: on Instagram under Danny. Don is my boyfriend. <laughs> that's you're welcome there's a bunch of clips on there and then i think there's a bunch of stuff on youtube as well under the same name danny Dunn is my boyfriend thank you that's all we have time for this week any good vibes because
0: good vibes are all this in the budget i'm pete the planner this is the pete the planner show danny Dunn, ladies and gentlemen your boy And hey, you know what danny this is a great guest appearance this was great. Guys, I had a blast. Thanks for having me. Uh, David even says it was a super funny show, and he's really high standards. And David is withholding. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. All right. Well, Um. this is it. We did. Oh, I do want to share something. I'm going to go full screen me. Sorry, <laughs> podcast listeners. Um, our marketing team put these together for a slightly different purpose. Um, it's the good vibes are all that's in the budget coffee mug. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about these. I, they're not. For, they're not for you. Okay. But <laughs> I, what, I, what I wanted to say is, y- here's what's dumb. You appreciate this, but you're never gonna actually have it. And I'm gonna give it to people who won't appreciate it. Yeah.
3: And they will have it. Uh, are you Such rethinking? Are you rethinking this announcement at this point? Because it's basically just a big. Thumb of the nose to. I don't know. I here's here's the thing about merch. Dan, do you have merch? I do
0: not have merch. Is that like a thing in comedy? People do have merch in comedy. Yes. What at what threshold
2: do you like? Get a key drive filled with your bits. People sometimes get merch very early before they should get merch that's embarrassing and it's very (laughs) embarrassing stand at your table by yourself i played i played football at at iu and a guy left early to go to the nfl draft and immediately got all this merch got a got a logo got a chain with the logo got all the merch and put up the merch on his website then fell in the draft and then didn't really stay that long and our and i remember our coach being like i feel like it's a little early for merch and i see comedians who were like open mic comedians who are like, buy my koozies. And it's like, I don't, I don't think I will. <laughs> Too early on the merch. You
0: know, we used to have coffee tumbler merch on the site back in the day. The, um, mm-hmm. I woke up and made this coffee at home and Pete, the planner thinks I'm a financial genius coffee tumbler.
2: That's cool. Yeah, and then they sold out. They really did. I anyway, could, I could see your fans buying a lot of merch. If you don't want to sell the coffee cups, you could give them to people. We could for, do that Or participate in certain things. I think people would enjoy that. We could do that. Here's my here's my problem with something like this is this
0: thing is a son of a gun to ship.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Like you gotta, it's expensive to ship. It's very likely to break because it's made of. You know asbestos. I believe it's actually we had it made of asbestos so that it holds the heat better. <laughs> um. All right, that's it. I have a job and I'm going to go do it. Um. Kristen, any plans this weekend?
1: Um. Nothing exciting, really. No.
0: Dame. Cross country. That's it. Ah. Uh, I am going to Cincinnati to watch an 11 year old boy play soccer against boys from ohio because the indiana boys are no boys. apparently yeah. yeah no boys no boys here and danny you are
2: officiating a wedding um officiating a wedding not jared goldstein's bar mitzvah which again is down the hall yes <laughs> solid joke let me know how that
0: goes remember the wedding is about who danny it's about the couple thank you
2: all right thank you everybody stay getting money